Greetings and welcome to the Health and Wellness Show. Our health podcast is dedicated to providing you with science-based knowledge to help you attain a happy and healthy life. Topics are from patient files and from questions from members, and chosen items are of general interest. Your specific topics can be handled through our question and answer section of the website. Okay, today we will be talking about bug bites and stings. What are they? What do they do to us? How to avoid and what to do if it happens? Insects have the largest number and biomass of any terrestrial animal. There are about 10 quintillion insects. Personally, I don't even know what that number is. But in contrast, we have about 8 billion humans, so they have us way, way outnumbered. Now, take a guess. That is what is the most dangerous animal on the planet to humans, and by that I mean the biggest killer. Some would think snakes, others sharks, others lions, tigers, crocodiles. But actually, the biggest killer of humans is a mosquito. It carries various illnesses that kill over 2 million humans a year. And just for your information, second place is us. Uh, the number varies on the state of a war, but et cetera. But humans kill a lot of humans, too. Now, here at Science-Based Health and Wellness, we are constantly reminding you that prevention is the best medicine. And with bug bites and stings, that is definitely true. The best system is just avoidance and prevention. Common insect problems are mosquitoes, fire ants, fleas, bedbugs, flies, lice, chiggers, ticks, scabies, spiders, bees, wasps, scorpions, and house mites. For avoidance, try to limit your exposure to where they are found. Some are pretty much everywhere, like a mosquito, but others have specific goals, such as the woods or fields. If you go into the woods or fields and are dressed in sandals and shorts, you are just asking for it, and they will respond. Having easy-to-get-to legs and feet will bring them out. Remember that you are either a potential food source or a perceived enemy. So either way, you are a target. So for prevention, to go out into nature, wear long clothing, proper footwear, and tape the legs at the feet. Then spray a repellent on the clothes and shoes. When you get back home, throw those clothes in the washer in hot water. Now, since it is inevitable that you will eventually get either bitten or stung, then you should have some basic items around your house that you're going to need. And here's a list. Cotton balls, Band-Aids, 70% rubbing alcohol, some hydrogen peroxide, and then three creams, Benadryl cream, cortisone cream, and Neosporin cream. Now, Benadryl is an antihistamine and a local anesthetic. Cortisone, of course, is for reduction of inflammation. Neosporin is a triple antibiotic cream, so those three together will pretty well handle it. In addition, some wax paper, a tongue depressor or butter knife, tweezers, repellent spray, duct tape, and if you have any allergies, an EpiPen. That's spelled E-P-I-P-E-N, EpiPen. Nearly all of the insects will produce a localized reaction. First thing is to clean the area with alcohol on a cotton ball. If the skin is broken, use the hydrogen peroxide to clean it as well. Then be able to produce your own bug bite ointment as follows. Take about a quarter-inch strip of each of the three creams mentioned on a piece of wax paper. 
Stir it well with either a wooden tongue depressor or butter knife. If you have neither one of those, you can use the handle of a spoon. Use that cream, we're going to call it an ointment, to reduce redness and pain and help prevent the site from infection. It really works well. Been using that for many, many years. That mixture will keep in the refrigerator for four or five days. Then throw it away and remake it if you need it. It will need to be applied three or four times a day, so keep some around while you have any bites going on. The tweezers are going to be used for the removal of ticks or bee stingers before any of this process is started. Now just a note here, be especially careful of anything that can cause a skin break or infection if you are a type 2 diabetic. And by that I mean your blood test for your A1C is over 6.5. Diabetics have trouble with even minor infections getting out of control, and those can lead to gangrene and amputations, which is a bad, bad outcome. So if you're diabetic, really avoid exposure to bug bites or stings. Okay, now let's look at each one and discuss them. And let's start with mosquito bites. Remember that the mosquito is responsible for human deaths than any other terrestrial animal. Disease carried in the USA are Zika virus, West Nile virus, malaria, and some other less known ones. With the slow warming of our environment, malaria is becoming more of an issue than in the past. And mosquitoes are everywhere, not just in the woods or fields. They have a proboscis, or a beak, which serves to poke your skin. Then they inject some of their saliva to act as a blood thinner so they can suck in your blood. Only the females drink blood. The males punch plants and live off of them. The saliva may contain the virus or bacteria of a disease, and that is how you get infected. Other animals are also bitten and serve as vectors for these diseases as well. Your reaction to the bite results in a red, itchy bump. Try to avoid scratching it as it just helps lead to infections. Put the alcohol on with a, with a cotton ball, then apply the bug bite ointment three or four times daily until the bump is gone. If the area becomes a large area or if you have a low-grade fever, hives, or swollen lymph nodes, contact your doctor. To avoid, wear clothing that covers your bare skin and use a repellent. While it does not work for everyone, many have good luck avoiding the bites by taking a thiamine tablet of 100 milligrams every day. It is excreted via your sweat, and the mosquitoes just don't like it. By the way, the word mosquitoes comes from Spanish and means little fly. Okay, now fire ant bites. The fire ants, both the red and black ones, are imports to the U.S., both are very aggressive and attack both to obtain food and as a reaction to being disturbed. They have a mouthpiece or mandible that they clamp on you with and then proceed to swing their hind end around and sting the area, which can result in multiple stings. They are capable of swarming a victim and having multiple ant bites giving multiple stings. The venom causes an immediate painful reaction. That's where the word fire ants comes from and in some, an allergic response. If you have the allergy, this is where the EpiPen is used. The EpiPen is an injection of epinephrine, also known as adrenaline, and it comes in both an adult and child dose form. You just keep it around the house for use as needed. You use immediately following the directions on the box and then proceed to an emergency room. The bites of the fire ant form a blister-like symptom which turns to pus. Use the hydrogen peroxide to clean the site and then use the bug bite ointment. If the site gets infected, see your doctor. For some fire ant attacks, 
these would be considered a medical emergency. Now, flea bites. Fleas have hind legs designed for jumping. They lay in wait for something that has blood in it and then just jump on. They actually pr prefer furry, feathered, or hairy hosts to live on, but will take a quick meal from humans. They are another one that inject their saliva to keep the blood thin so they can suck it up. That injection produces a, a reaction as well as introducing infections. The most famous infection is called the bubonic plague. The fleas transmit the bacteria to their victims, and they still do this. Over 50 million people died from that one known as the Black Plague. Today, we have antibiotics to handle it, but we still have the disease harbored by animals such as rabbits, groundhogs, especially rats, moles, and any other blood-containing wild animal. Fleas can spread other diseases such as typhus and tapeworms as well. They commonly get in your house via your pets, but they can get in just being carried on you, and they're hard to get rid of. They have a life cycle that can be completed either in the wild, in the dirt, or in your home, in carpet or other fabric sources. One can lay up to 80 eggs a day and live for as long as 100 days between meals. So if one jumps on you and start feeding, they usually get after it within 10 seconds. Hungry little boogers. To treat, use alcohol on a cotton ball, then apply the bug bite ointment three to four times daily. If you start running a fever or have other reactions, contact your doctor. And go ahead and get your house treated to get rid of them. It's the only way. The next one would be bed bugs. Bed bugs are found all over the world, and they don't just live in beds. They can live pretty much anywhere in your home. They live by sucking blood from us, usually at night since they come out in the dark. But they are commonly found where we sleep, and that's why we're calling them bed bugs. They can carry some disease, but are really known for just being disgusting. Their bite causes a red, itching spot or blisters that can become infected by scratching. Most commonly, they bite us around our head, neck, or arms. To treat, use the alcohol on cotton balls followed by the bug bite ointment three or four times daily, and these bites will usually clear up in a day or so. But again, you have to get your house treated to get rid of them. The next one would be flies. There are multiple flies that bite us ranging from the very small midges, which are called noceums, or gnats, black flies, to horse flies, and horse flies are pretty large. They all bite us wanting a blood meal. The bite can get infected, but the main disease spread by them is tularemia, or rabbit fever. If you start developing a fever after a fly bite, contact your doctor. For the typical fly bite, use alcohol or cotton swabs, followed by your bug bite ointment three or four times a day, and most of them will clear up in a day or so. The next would be lice. Human head lice are found worldwide. The infection is called pediculosis. They are a parasitic insect that lives in our hair and are found in the scalp, on the eyebrows, and on your eyelashes. The pubic lice, which we call crabs, are very similar. They all live on our blood and lay eggs in the hair follicles which hatch in eight to nine days. Other than being just disgusting, the main issue with them is the bite getting infected. Treatment starts with a shampoo that contains a mild insecticide, which is repeated weekly for a couple of weeks. That way we get all the eggs after they hatch. As with bed bugs, the bedding must be sterilized as well, as well as brushes and combs and anything else that you've been in contact with. 
If there are any sores, you treat them with alcohol on a cotton swab followed by bug bite ointment applied three or four times daily until the, bug, until the bites are gone. Next would be chiggers. Chiggers, or red bugs, are found on grasses or plants and are worldwide. They hang on just waiting for a meal to come by and they attach themselves, and then they crawl around until they find a patch of skin. Then they bite and inject their venom, which liquefies the cells, and that is their food. They hang on for several days, feeding off you. The feeding is pretty intense, and that is their main hazard, the site getting infected. Chiggers are known for attaching themselves to your groin and related skin. That can get pretty nasty, especially for males. To treat them, first wash with soap and water, then use alcohol on a cotton ball, then the bug bite ointment three to four times daily. Some of the bites take a little longer to heal. If you start running a fever or the swelling gets uncomfortable, contact your doctor. Next is ticks. Ticks are common and live in grass, trees, shrubs, and leaf piles. They just wait around for a blood-containing meal to come by and then attach. Then they bite in and usually stay attached for up to 10 days. They have a tendency to attach at warm, moist areas. Ouch. As they feed, they become engorged with blood and get much larger. Ticks can give you diseases. Example are Lyme disease, Rocky Mountain spotted fever, Colorado tick fever, and tularemia. In all cases, you will start showing fever, rash, or joint pain. If so, contact your doctor and tell them they have, you have been tick bitten for an accurate diagnosis and treatment. A lot of tick diseases are missed because the doctor just doesn't think about ticks when he's giving you his diagnosis. For most treatments, you start with the tweezers and remove the tick. Get as far down as you can and pull straight up. That'll, that'll get them out. Then use the alcohol on a cotton swab and apply bug bite ointment three to four times daily. Watch for the signs of disease, and some of them are very serious. Then contact your doctor, but most of these bites go away in a couple of days. Scabies. Scabies is a worldwide skin condition. It is caused by a female burrowing mite called Sarcoptes scabie. It is spread by direct contact with each other and another human that is infected. Sexual spread is common. The mite actually burrows into the skin and lives there. It can sneak up on you since the initial signs may take up to four to six weeks to appear, and by then you have quite a few mites living on you. It can live in your skin for months. They lay eggs which come to the surface and hatch, and then those little mites burrow into the skin and start another spot. It will not go away on its own and is highly contagious. The form that attacks dogs and cats is referred to as the mange, and it is also contagious to humans. So you might give a second thought to petting or picking up a feral dog or cat. You don't know what that might be doing for your family. Scabies must be treated since surface topical applications of a cream or lotion that contains a mild insecticide is usually used. Sometimes systemic treatment is used. Once the mites are killed, there are still symptoms for a period of weeks. That little hole they have in you has poop and all kind of stuff in there, so you're having a reaction to it for a while. The treatment should always be under the supervision of a doctor. Best to use a board-certified dermatologist, as this one can get kind of complicated. The next one is spiders. 
the most famous in the United States, at least, are brown recluse and black widows, but there are others. Spider bites are normally known at the time of the bite as they are quite painful. The venom used is designed to stop the prey in their tracks, so they work very quickly. Some are a neurotoxin that paralyze, and some are an intense vasoconstrictor that causes death of tissue. For that type of bite, you may have a necrotoxic effect and have a scar where the skin sloughs off. I've seen some pretty big ones. In any case, a spider bite is considered a medical emergency, and you should have it tended to immediately, either at your doctor's office or an emergency room. Now, this would be especially if it's a child. Let your doctor watch for the infection and treatment, and quick attention to spider bites is very important. The next will be a honeybee. You know immediately if these sting you, it's very painful. With a honeybee, the stinger actually detaches from the body and stays in you. The base of the stinger has a venom sac that pumps the venom into you, so you work fast and use the tweezers to remove the stinger and venom sac. Depending on your allergic state and the number of stings, this may be a medical emergency. If you have a known allergy, this is the time to use the EpiPen and then get to the emergency room. For most people, removing the stinger, then using alcohol and a cotton swab, followed by the bug bite ointment three or four times daily, works fine. Now, the African bees, which are especially aggressive and have a tendency to swarm you, have made their way into the southern states now due to global warming. An attack by those should always be treated as a medical emergency due to the number of stings. Otherwise, for milder stings, again, treat with alcohol and a cotton swab, followed by the bug bite ointment three to four times a day. Now we have wasps. This would mainly be the yellow jacket or the red wasp. The main difference between a bee sting and a wasp sting is that the wasp does not lose its stinger and will keep on stinging multiple times. If you have a known allergy, this is again time for the EpiPen. If you got unlucky and stuck your head in a nest and have multiple stings around your head or face, this is also a medical emergency. Go to the emergency room for immediate treatment. Otherwise, for milder stings, treat with the alcohol on a cotton swab followed by a bug bite ointment three to four times a day. Next would be scorpions. Scorpions are found in dry conditions worldwide and have a large variety of species. Some are very dangerous and toxic. Some are just painful but all inject a venom that causes acute pain and swelling. If you have a known allergy or start having breathing difficulties, again, it's time for the EpiPen, then the emergency room. Otherwise, for a mild sting by a not very toxic one, use the alcohol on a cotton swab followed by bug bite ointment three to four times daily. On scorpions, watch for delayed infections. House mites. House mites do not actually bite humans, but they feed on our skin, which is high in protein, that we slough off as we shed it. The little dander-type stuff that we have around the house is our skin. Their bodies can call allergies and are especially a problem for asthmatics and other allergy sufferers. The bodies fall apart and you have little protein particles that get in the air, you breathe it in, and you have a response to it. They're nearly impossible to get rid of except in very dry environments, as they die if the humidity gets much below 50%. Many doctors have recommended that severe asthmatics move to a desert area so they have less problems. So for the severe allergy sufferer, consider living in a dry desert area or restrict your activities to area with HEPA filtration, especially at night. So, in general, watch for fever, 
difficulty breathing, nausea or vomiting, muscle spasms, rapid heartbeat, swelling of the lips or throat, confusion or loss of consciousness. If any of these occur after a bug bite or sting, get to the emergency room right away. And I think you can see that bug bites or stings can present a threat to your health and wellness. Just remember that the best treatment here is always avoidance, so be careful and remember that the bugs consider you either a threat or a meal. So just watch out and don't become a victim of the bugs. Well, I hope you found our today's topics of interest to you. This is Victor B., your host, reminding you that our website, sciencebasedhealthandwellness.com, is dedicated to providing you with science-based knowledge to help you achieve your health goals. You can submit topics you would like discussed through the question and answer section of our website, and we invite you to become a member. So till next time, just a reminder, you make your habits, then your habits make you.